So everybody wants a million dollar company, right? Something seven, eight, nine figure exits. But a lot of the folks that I talk with struggle to get from that thousand dollar a week place. So today let's break down the seven step process that I've done over and over and over again. And you could absolutely do, if you're making a thousand a week, to turn that into a million a week. Again, this is what I've been doing for years. And we're gonna use some real world examples every step of the way. And some of this is gonna sound complicated, some of this is gonna sound hard, but I promise you, you can do all of it. And anything that doesn't feel like something you can do, there's somebody that can do it for you. And this is not only the blueprint for my success, but I built this blueprint by working with many people who are far more successful than me. So that being said, let's dive into it. The first step in this process is obviously your website. Simon Sinek has this great philosophy called the golden circle. And the honest truth is you need to start with the why. If my website is going to be the first touch point that I have with you, what does it say? Is it pretty? Is it complicated? Is it distracting? Is it overwhelming with a bunch of choices? Don't tell me about all the features and benefits. Give me why I should care. That's the number one thing your website should do for somebody. You have to get into the performance marketing mindset here. This isn't about selling an idea. We actually now have to sell a product. And that means we have to start focusing on our tier one product, our hero offer. If you've got seven, 10, 12 buttons for me to hit on the homepage, what am I supposed to hit? Is it really important for your about me section to be that integrated and that detailed if I don't even know what you're trying to sell me, much less why I should care? Of course not. What we need is to focus Focus that visitor to a single choice that we want them to make. We can use the power of suggestion. This is something that has been used by magicians and mentalists have used this for hundreds of years. This is kind of the secret behind psychics. The point is the power of suggestion is very strong and if you knock on my door, I open it and say hello, and then you give me 37 things that I have to care about, I'm gonna slam the door in your face. After we have the tier one product, we also need to understand what are our tier two products, what are our LTV items, what are the things we can do free with purchase, we can bolt on, we can do post-transactional upsells, we can work on the AOV, we can start to develop LTV, we can build a moat around the business because we're not just selling a product, we're selling a brand. When you get this stuff in line, you don't ever have to worry about silly things like discounts ever again. You can just give away that tier two product and people are gonna be stoked and more likely to come back again. Remember, what we're trying to do in building a business is secure future cash flow at a profit. So number two in this process is focusing on social proof. And I'm not just talking about the comment section of a Facebook ad, sure. But right now, no one is buying. So go get quotes, go get reviews, go get photos. Make sure when somebody goes to YouTube, they see reviews and unboxing videos. It's very visual and important. Make sure when somebody goes to Google, what they see is reviews and articles. The reason people are looking up your brand instead of buying right away is because they don't know if they should trust you. They've never met you, they don't know. So what do other people say? On TikTok and YouTube and search, you're gonna be able to see what people have to say. You're gonna be able to read their words, see their face, see the reaction, see the experience, and folks will sell themselves on your product, service, or offer. And ultimately, the greatest sales pitch is somebody coming to you and saying, can I buy this? When they go to your Instagram account, they're 
should be a curated feed of user-generated content in the highlights section where you've shared the stories of all of your customers. You need social proof everywhere. And if you don't have it, manufacture it, pay for it. There are places to do this. There are marketplaces for this. One of the biggest misconceptions here is it doesn't matter who the creator is. You don't need to pay an influencer to make content for you. If I'm searching for you, I just need to be overwhelmed by people with a good experience. You can find family members, coworkers, people in your neighborhood. You can give it away. You can do whatever is possible. If I've got a hundred thousand dollars left in the bank, believe me, I'm giving a hundred products to folks and just asking them to shoot videos and post. There's very little investment that I can make that is more powerful than letting somebody who doesn't necessarily trust me see the words and the emotions and the identification of other people and their experience with my products, services, and brands. Again, the greatest sales pitch is the emotional buy-in that somebody has before they even come to buy. Next, you have to get angles. You have to find angles that work. Focus on concepts that move the needle and earn attention. And the point here is you have to focus on the product and the why. Go back to Simon Sinek's golden circle. He gives a great story in his TED talk about Apple computers. Apple computers makes your life better. They make all of these things happen for you and you get more creative and happier and they do that through a small suite of products. IBM has the best this and the most that and you don't care. Make somebody care. Otherwise, they're never gonna give you their money. They worked hard for it. An example is one of my brands under outfit. It's not just a bra. You can show a picture of the bra with some nice photography in UGC and maybe it'll work. But instead we focused very strategically on the concepts, on the angles. It was the construction. We showed the inside of it so women could see how it was built differently than other products. We focused on the colors, the feel, the feeling, the emotional connection that our customers had because we also featured a bunch of different types of customers, right? It wasn't just the woman that goes to the beige yoga studio, right? It was literally every woman. So Skims, you can have that aspirational 5% of the market. We're gonna take everybody else. We're gonna make them feel at home and feel good about themselves as something that actually feels good and also lets them identify with a community of others that also trust and believe in that product. And go ahead and fire these up on Facebook ads, right? Test your dynamic creatives. Put these together by concept and see what happens. This is where you really start to turn the screws on the amplification of the business model. Remember that what you're doing with paid ads is you're buying attention and you're earning that attention. And remember with the social proof stuff, you're earning trust. With the ads, you're buying attention. And this brings us to the next most important thing. You need to go into the reports section of your Shopify store. Filter down by the conversions and look at the source. Start looking at every single page on your site. Look at the conversion rates, right? Maybe you have something that's a two and something that's a five and something that's a nine. Focus on the thing that has the nine. Your customers are telling you what they want. And if you can start to angle those ads that you're running towards selling of that thing, when you start to focus the attention you are buying on what customers want, now you're starting to align yourself with customer needs. You're starting to listen to them, hopefully using their words. Start to double down on what's working. Obviously, you should be listening. Don't just look at the comments section of your ads. 
Go into the customer service call. Check out the emails. See what people are saying in their own organic content. Remember when we gave all that product away potentially early on just to get their social proof and what did they say about the product? One of the things I love to do is not give those people a script. I wanna see what they have to say and I wanna see how people respond to that. If you can start to talk to people in the words that they use, touching on the emotional pain points that you are addressing, you're gonna get down to the why. It's not the best instruction or the best products or the best this or that and the other thing, nobody cares. How does it make you feel? If you're gonna spend money on this thing, what is it gonna do for your quality of life? Remember, a lot of people spend money on direct consumer brands instead of the thing in the store because it's meeting some Maslow's hierarchy of needs in a superior fashion. What are you gonna do? to make somebody feel better so that they can buy from you aspirationally? How is their life going to be better because they bought from you? And if you can't answer that question using their own words and communicating it in a simple way, they're just gonna go to the store and buy something at Target or off the rack or go to Walmart or they're gonna go to your competitor. I just wanted to hop in real quick. I know you love these types of videos, but sadly YouTube only has a like button. So do me a favor, go and hit the like button. It's like right down there. Yeah, hit subscribe, ring the bell so you don't miss any future content. With that being said, let's get back to it. This one is amazing. So we've covered a lot of the analytics inside of Shopify. Let's go to part five here, which is Looking at the analytics of your ads, you should be running a 4PI analysis against those dynamic creatives that run. If you want more information about it, I had a killer video, you can check it out right here, where you can understand the performance based on CPM. What is the machine like to show to people? Based on spend, are there actually enough people that like that, that it earns spend and meets Facebook's business objectives so you understand what the market wants? What about the frequency? Is this something that gathers somebody's attention or something that really drives the point home to people who already care? And most importantly, efficiency. How good is it at getting somebody to take the action we want them to take? What is the CPA? And ultimately, you're gonna find ads that earn a ton of spend with a really low frequency and a really low CPM with a terrible CPA and that's totally fine. That is grabbing attention, that is filling the funnel. And you're also gonna find things that have a great CPA where the daily frequency, remember we're looking at frequency, we have to go to breakdown, time and day. And that daily frequency might be a 1.3, a 1.4, a 1.5. You're like, man, this is the best ad ever. Facebook won't spend any money on it though because it's a retargeting ad. This is the thing that when somebody cares, gets them across the finish line and understand what are those angles that get attention? What are those angles that earn spent? And what are those angles that ultimately drive the actions that you're looking for? The next part of this process is to take all of those angles that work and start to install them on your email flows. It is stunning to me how many operators I know that swear up and down by how good they are at Facebook ads or Google ads or at Amazon and have no idea what's going on inside their Sendlane or Klaviyo or attentive flows. The point is, if there's not continuity there, then it's really confusing. You've set an expectation of value. There's a great story in this book, uh, The E-Myth Revisited, where we talk about a guy goes into a barber shop and the first time he goes into the barber shop, the barber greets him very well and his assistant comes over with a nice cup of coffee. He then shampoos his hair and explains how the cleaner hair makes it easier to cut and just shape and to give him a higher quality experience. And the guy walks away feeling really awesome about this experience above and beyond the attention and the quality that he's gotten from other places. So he books another session. 
When he comes back the second time, nobody's there to greet him. And he gets one coffee, but never gets talked to by the assistant again. And, and this time the barber doesn't even shampoo his hair. You know, we don't have the emotional buy-in here. and feels a little rushed and disjointed and the customer leaves still happy with the haircut and had a great time the first one. And so we have this thing going on in our head and maybe this has happened when you've gone to a restaurant where the food is phenomenal the first time and when you go the second time the services and the food kind of miss me like you know what we had a really good time the first time maybe it was an off night maybe something was weird who knows life happens people are people I can't expect perfection every single time let me try one more time he goes in the third time no coffee doesn't get greeted at all yeah the barber shampoos his hair but after the cut just for the styling and now like the, the guy's thinking like I thought it was supposed to be cleaned first so that made the cutting easier and the styling and like I got so accustomed to somebody coming here with coffee like you told me what I should expect and the quality and the experience that I've grown accustomed to is no longer here. It might be the world's best haircut, but you're not going bad. The point here is, for instance, under outfit, if we had shown women how wonderful the construction of the bra is because we care about their bodies and how it feels to wear this for a long time, and they get to identify with a community of women that look and feel like them, and we have the colors that they like, and they get to see all of this social proof about people just being really happy, and they come, maybe they buy once, maybe they don't, the email flow afterwards has a picture of a model who's basically a twig, wearing a color that is completely safe and ugly, and some lifestyle picture that doesn't depict what 99% of people's life actually looks like. And we talk about how sexy you're gonna feel and some other things that has nothing to do with the ad that brought your attention. Well, now it's completely disjointed. Maybe we could tell you about how rugged it's gonna be and how strong it's gonna be and how long it's gonna last. Like your features and benefits don't match up with the emotional attachment that I have with the business. Why do I care? This isn't a time to pile on. This is a time to double down. If your email flows don't match the look and feel and the culture and the language and the emotion and ultimately double down on the why that you established on the website and in the ads and in the social proof, what you're really doing is saying this person is right on the edge and I'm gonna go extra to make sure I'm in their inbox to let them know that I have no idea who they are, I don't care about them and they're probably not gonna come back and buy from you because you've run them off. It's like the greatest first date and on the second date there's a completely different person that shows up. And this brings us to the last step of the process which is repeat this over and over and over again. I tell people all the time, it's about scaling efficiency. It's infinitely more difficult to maintain the same omni-channel blended CPA at 10% more media budget than it is to reduce your cost per acquisition of a transaction by 10%. The ramifications of looking at it like this is that over time, you're gonna be getting a higher and higher volume of transactions because you've been focusing on the quality of the messaging and the creative and the social proof and focusing on the why, which ultimately brings in a higher quality customer to your store. And if you can meet the why better, and you can do so in a way that ultimately improves the quality of the customer that walks in and you get more of them more regularly and you can get more of them to buy a second or third time, your business is going to grow. These are the things that actually move the needle. You'll see folks talking about Facebook hacks, Advantage Plus, cost caps, retargeting. You know, they're smashing 17 different messages inside of SMS. And you know what? That's not the path to success. You might get a little bit better and then it's gonna fall off a cliff. This is one of the reasons that silly things like ROAS does not matter. This is where we get into the analytics of PSM. 
right? Profitable scaling margin. What is the lifetime value of a customer divided by the CPA and COGS and frequency of purchase? If I know it costs me $10 to make a product and $40 to sell that product, the average person buys two and a half times and their LTV is 200 bucks. I know it's gonna cost me $125 to make 200. If I wanna make more money, I just need to get more of those people. And if I can get twice as many of those people and I lose five, 10% of my margin on each one of them, believe me, I'm gonna be making way more money. Do this over and over again. And the extra credit that you should absolutely be focusing on is once you lock down this process so that it becomes exponential growth and compounding interest to the point where you can manage it and it's easy, focus on doing the same thing with your tier two products. Focus on doing it with the LTV stuff. Focus on making all of the other things in the brand that much of a match with your business. Your free gift with purchase and the one-click upsells and the LTV products that you're sending people in emails. If you can make somebody want them because you're matching the why and the emotion and the landing page and the emails and the whole business works around a very consolidated and cohesive and congruent brand message. That's where brand comes in. That's the identity. That's where you build a moat, which means in a recession, you're gonna grow instead of shrink. Because as the big companies of the world ultimately make fewer SKUs and cut back on costs, ultimately making a lower number of products at worse and worse quality, more and more people are gonna be wanting to feel special. They're gonna be wanting to spend the money on the things that give them a higher quality of life. And that's where the hard work you do today is going to allow you to take advantage of the hardship tomorrow. I've done this year in, year out for the better part of a decade. I learned this lesson from some of the smartest people in the world that have built eight and nine figure brands. I have seen businesses go like under outfit from 50,000 a month to a million a week and more. If you're making a thousand dollars a week right now, get rid of everything else on your agenda and do this. The path to making a million a week is a matter of time. It's not an if but a when. And I just wanna share that with you today because ultimately you deserve more success. You deserve less stress. And if you wanna know more about how to do all this stuff, look down below, you'll see a link for the Facebook Ads MBA program. And it's like, if you had me inside of your business doing all of this analysis, teaching you how to do all of these things, it's me there with you every step of the way to the point where in a couple of months, you don't even need me anymore. You also find links for my newsletter, for Disruptor School, there's a merch store. And if you have any questions on any of this stuff, please go ahead and drop them in the comments. I'm here to help. I want you to be successful. I, my why, the reason that I do this, my Simon Sinek circle starting at the why, is that ultimately there's nobody there to legitimately tell you how to go from walk to run. And there's a lot of people there that will take advantage of you when you're crawling, trying to get to a walk. And the opportunity to give away better information than you can buy from other people is the unfair advantage that I have. And ultimately, as other folks who I would consider to be low integrity, used car salesmen doing the rain dance, waiting for a hurricane to come so they can take credit for the success of successful businesses that don't need them, as they continue to struggle, you can continue to get better. Because I'm gonna continue to do this. And that's my relationship with you. And in the comment section below, you're gonna find a bunch of other people who are exactly like you. I encourage you to talk with them too. Make a friend, join communities. Ultimately, this is the path. This isn't the only way of doing things, but this thing works. I'll leave you with this. You deserve success. What gets in the way of most people is a lack of clarity and direction. This is a rinse and repeat process. This will work for you and you deserve that. 
Now, I appreciate your time. I know you could be literally anywhere else in the world right now. There are options of other things you could be doing and you're here and I really want to say I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a couple videos over here that they say you might like. Don't forget to smash the button. If you're listening on this, please like and subscribe once again. Tell all your friends, leave five star reviews, all sorts of the fun stuff. Thank you very, very much. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye.